Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com 954-589-2204 Welcome aboard, this is Zaslow Show 2.0 Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0, it is a Wednesday, the 8th of November Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented as always by our title sponsor, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, you're dealing with a personal injury, it wasn't your fault, you call 911 first, you take care of your health, Anna Jar and Levine puts their skills to work by getting you the money that you deserve, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, where they treat you like family, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. Good to have you here with us, middle of the week, a lot going on. Last night, neither of our favorite teams were in action last night, but tonight, we got a real fun sports night. Panthers back in action, Heater back in action tonight. Obviously, we have AEW Dynamite tonight, for those of you pro wrestling fans out there. There's a lot happening. Now, of course, the Dolphins, they're off this weekend. Sucks that they're on a bye. Sucks that they're on a bye coming off of a loss. Is what it is. We got to deal with that. But 
We got the Heat and Panthers back in action tonight. So we're excited about that. We'll have the big TV going. We'll have the small TV in the Zaslow Mansion family room going. It's all happening. And of course, that also means the last of our major pro sports leagues underway. College basketball also now underway. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, all in full swing. And Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access anytime. Head to the Bet Online today. Remember to use your promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So tonight, I, I wish I got a night like last night. We have neither team playing. Tonight, we got both teams playing. It is what it is. The Heat game tonight's at 8 o'clock. The Panthers game tonight, that's at 7.30. It's actually a TNT game. So I, <coughs> excuse me, I would imagine there's no Bally Sports Florida tonight. So the Panthers getting some national TV action. So that's at 7.30. The Heat today. So 7.30, big TV, Zaslow Mansion, family room. We got the Panthers. Heat'll be small TV. We'll be able to do some back and forth and mixing it up when the Panther game goes to intermission. Then the Panther game will end earlier than the Heat game. The Heat will be all alone. So that's how we're going to wind up doing it tonight. All right? So let's... And we get some NFL stuff, all right? I got some Dolphin stuff. And specifically, you know, I, I the Dolphins are off this week. So we're going to have to hear about it without the Dolphins being able to do anything about it. But at least there's another team out there that's getting some attention as far as being a fraud. And it's not only the Dolphins at this point. We'll get, we'll get to that coming up. All right. First, though, let's start with some NBA stuff. By the way, not only were the Heat and Panthers both not in action last night, but <laughs> there were no NBA games last night. Why were there no NBA games last night? And I get it. You're serious. of because there, there were elections yesterday. I understand why there weren't games yesterday, but why weren't there games yesterday? It's like, I'm a smart enough guy, and I'll talk, like, I didn't vote yesterday. I don't know what there was to vote for yesterday. Like, I vote when the main, when the main election rolls around, and that's in a year from now is the really big one, of course, president and all the other stuff that comes along with it. But yesterday was an election day, so there was no NBA. Why not? Like, if there... For people who went out there and voted yesterday, good on you. I didn't. I don't know what there was to vote for yesterday. I'm obviously not informed. That's on me. But I think the majority of the public is probably like me in that spot that votes every four years and not in these other elections that come around like yesterday. So for folks who did vote yesterday, if there were NBA games going on last night, would you not have voted? Would you have been saying to yourself, you know what, I... I, I was going to go vote, but we got the Heat and Grizzlies tonight, so I got to stay home. And, and by the way, the games are at night, so you have all day as well to vote. And as far as the NBA players, and I know, you know, it's the NBA's thing and the voting and all and and and, uh, and all the stuff that comes along with it, but how many NBA players do you think went out and voted yesterday? I didn't vote. Not even close. How many NBA players do you think took the day off no games across the NBA. Like, good. I want to make sure I go and vote. I. How many NBA players knew what there was to vote for yesterday? So, what? Like, why weren't there NBA games yesterday? Zazla, it's because there were elections. I know. 
but why weren't there NBA games yesterday? There was college basketball yesterday. College kids can vote. You gotta be 18. College kids can vote. There was NHL yesterday. I know some of the players are foreign, but there's plenty of American-born players. Why was the NHL playing yesterday? I just, I don't understand. Why was there no NBA yesterday? Anyway, so let's start with LeBron James. All right, LeBron's a big topic today. You turn on ESPN, and I guess I should have got to this yesterday, where LeBron being back in Miami, there were a bunch of quotes that were out there about LeBron, about LeBron's time. Uh, Anthony Chiang from the Miami Herald, who covers the Heat, he did a good job getting a hold of some quotes from LeBron that have now been picked up as far as LeBron's time here in Miami. And this is now... and. It makes sense that this is all over the place today because there's no actual NBA games to react to today from yesterday. So now this is getting a ton of attention and I'm doing the same thing. I'm guilty of it as well. So LeBron, on the day of the game, two nights ago, the Heat get a real good win against the Lakers. A Laker team, by the way, that I already told you, I don't believe in. I don't see it with this Laker team. I know a lot of people think this Laker team is a contender, I, I don't see it because, number one, uh, I think it's good that LeBron is playing all of these minutes, but it is possible he's going to get gassed by the end of the season. I think it's good that he's playing all these minutes because they need to win games, and the only way they're going to win is if their best player plays as much as he possibly can. But man, LeBron was gassed at the end of the game the other night, and you cannot count on Anthony Davis. I, I don't think you could win with Anthony Davis. He will never be their best player. I also don't think you could win with D'Angelo Russell. I don't see it with this Laker team. Anyway, LeBron, the day of the game on Monday. Quote, I think I would still be at this level no matter what if I would have come to Miami or not. Let's not get it twisted. The four years I was here, it was amazing. But as far as my career, my career was going to be my career. And there were some other comments you know, mixed in there, but that's the gist of it, and we'll never know for sure, and I do believe LeBron, as far as the skill set, would still be in a place where we're considering him greatest of all time, but LeBron would have been minus at least those two titles, and if right now in his career he had just two titles, And he may not have had any of the other ones if he never came to Miami. But if he had just two titles, and we're always comparing him to Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan's six, we wouldn't be having a conversation about LeBron being on Michael Jordan's level if he had two championships instead of four championships. And while LeBron would still be one of the greatest players of all time if he never came to Miami, LeBron's game expanded so so wide once he came to the Heat. LeBron was not a player who worked in a post in the post. He did not play, you know, power forward the way he did here in Cleveland beforehand, and maybe he wouldn't have after. Now, yes, LeBron's work ethic has always been impeccable. Incredible work ethic. First in, last out. But LeBron, go watch LeBron's style of play his first year in Miami and then the next three years in Miami. He was a different player from his first year with the Heat to his second year with the Heat. Started to play in the post, started to bang, started to use his body, 
And he he was a different player from being coached by Eric Spolstra. He still would have been amazing. He still would have been one of the all-time great players. Maybe you'd still be arguing he's the greatest ever. But he'd be minus at least two championships. And his game went to the next level when he got here. Would that have happened otherwise? Maybe. LeBron seems to think so. But all we have to argue for or against is the evidence in front of us. And the evidence in front of us is a player who once he got here, not just the winning happened here, but a player whose game went to the next level. A player who was then able to take everything he became and learned and take it back to Cleveland and then essentially to Los Angeles. Now, did he go to Los Angeles for winning or really to set up for the next phase of his career? Obviously, that's debatable. But would he have been that player that he became here the rest of his career if he never came here? Don't know. If I walk into a court of law and I make the arguments in front of the judge that he would not have become that player, that he learned it here, here is the evidence, and someone tries to argue against it, that person does not have the evidence in front of them. We have the evidence because it happened here. And then it continued to happen elsewhere. The other side that's arguing this case against me is using a hypothetical. You're not winning a case on hypothetical. I'm going to win that case. Would your hypothetical have happened anyway? Maybe. But you don't have the evidence to support it. So the idea that LeBron would have been the same dominant player that he is. Look, he was always dominant. Would he have been the player at the level he is If he never came to Miami, would he have won the championships if he never came to Miami? We don't know. It's a total hypothetical. But with the evidence we have in front of us, LeBron would not have been as successful. That's what we know. Maybe he would have, but I can make the case that he wouldn't have, and I'm going to win because you can't argue in favor of something that never happened. You'll never know. And so, this is a major topic now today. And, you know, Legion Hoops, at Legion Hoops, they're an aggregator on Twitter. And, you know, it says here, LeBron says, he. this was from yesterday, LeBron says he'd still be just as dominant if he never went to the Heat per Anthony Chiang. Agree. LeBron responds to it himself. You damn right I would still be. I'm chosen, in all capital letters. Ain't nothing changing that. Maybe less rings, but dominant from start to finish. Well, yeah, so I think you probably have to agree with what LeBron is saying there. Dominant from start to finish. And yeah, he's been a dominant player really from start to finish. He's not saying I'd be the same player. He's saying he'd be dominant from start to finish. I don't think you could disagree with that. He's also saying maybe less rings. I think that's for sure. So nothing really to disagree with what LeBron is saying there, except the whole part with I'm chosen. And I'm chosen in big capital letters. Like, it goes, it's just, it's hard to believe that at LeBron's age, at 38 years old, that we're still in this place where he's doing the thing where I want my damn respect. After they won the finals in 2020 and he gets up there in front of the microphone and they're celebrating with the trophy in the bubble and I want my damn respect. Who's not respecting LeBron? And at this point in his career, that was his fourth championship. We're still doing the thing where you don't think you're being respected. That's what this tweet is. I'm chosen. It's it's the I want my damn respect stuff. And you would figure at this point in his career, like, 
LeBron's not over making that case of getting his respect. He still has to let everybody know that he is the chosen one. All right. I mean, I, I would just... I would just have figured by this point in his career that, like, he's past this. He's not past it, apparently. And here, here's, the, here's what I think is also happening. So I told you after the Laker game, I don't see it with this Laker team. I don't think they're any good. They're three and four. A lot of people thought they were going to be a contender, thought they'd be one of the best teams, and I don't see it. And I think LeBron may be on my side. Like, LeBron's not stu- LeBron knows if his team is good or not. And I think LeBron might be on my side because, to me, LeBron doing the whole I'm chosen, it feels a little bit... LeBron, LeBron knows how to play the media. I mean, we saw it after they lost to the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs where he's, he's hinting at retirement, which no one took serious for a second. But LeBron hinting at retirement changes the, 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 the attention from, you know, the Lakers... Losing in the playoffs to the Nuggets to now it becomes, oh my God, is LeBron going to retire? We don't have to criticize LeBron the Lakers because we're too busy looking over here. Oh my God, is this the last we've seen of LeBron? Even though that was never going to be the case. And I think a little bit of that is happening here because LeBron doing the whole, I'm chosen, look at me, I'm amazing. To me, this is LeBron getting out in front of some of the criticism. They're three and four right now. This is LeBron getting out in front of some of the criticism that is about to come with this team not being good. The Lakers are not good. <coughs> I think that LeBron, and look, they're playing at the Rockets tonight. Rockets won three in a row. If and Anthony Davis is probably not playing tonight. Surprise. Lakers dropped to three and five. Criticism's coming. Criticism's coming for LeBron. and Not, not so much LeBron, but criticism is coming for LeBron and the Lakers. And I think this a little bit of LeBron getting out in front of it. Make sure everybody knows how great he is. And them drop them at three and four right now, maybe dropping at three and five. Not on him. Not as well. Because he knows his team is not that good. He knows this. Now, yesterday, you also had, you had LeBron complaining about the officiating after the game. And I told you, it's amazing. Because LeBron is the greatest scorer in the history of the league but is constantly complaining about not getting calls. Greatest score in the history of the league, complaining about not getting calls. And he also made the point, sometimes I don't even get to the line. LeBron, there's not been a single game this year yet that you have not gotten to the free throw line. And yes, LeBron is only averaging just under six free throw attempts of the game, uh, a game this season. We're only seven games in. Kind of a small sample size. I'm pretty certain there have been seven game stretches at other points in your career where you've averaged just six free throw attempts. So, yesterday, after LeBron complained about the officiating, and yeah, there were several plays where LeBron didn't get a call. Guess what? NBA officiating sucks. They're missing calls on everyone. Everyone. Wouldn't you figure more often than not, LeBron does get the benefit of the doubt? They're missing calls on everyone. It's not you, LeBron. They're not picking on you. I mean, there was one specific one where Duncan Robinson clearly... Push LeBron in the back. Oh, stunned they didn't call it. Especially because it was Duncan Robinson who never gets a call. But the Lakers sent in uh, tape. They complained to the league. And NBA Central tweeted out yesterday, the NBA has confirmed that all calls made in the last two minutes of the previous night's Lakers-Heat game were correct, 
with no missed calls. And that was via Ira Winderman. And LeBron, now, last two-minute report sucks. Because even when they tell you that they got something wrong, now what? Now what? And LeBron responds that the game isn't won or lost in the last two minutes. If you know the game, things happen throughout the first, second, third, and first 10 minutes of the fourth that has major impact on outcomes. He's right, but he also doesn't need to tell anybody. Like, everybody knows that. Everybody understands that. And the, the league's last two-minute report, I hate it. I hate it. Because, not necessarily because of calls in the first, second, or third. Although, you know, there can be missed calls in the first, second, or third, but you get to the fourth quarter and it's a one-point game. Like, whatever. The game's there to be won. I also just love how it's so not the Heat. The Heat don't bitch. They don't complain about this kind of stuff. It's above them. It's not above LeBron. LeBron will complain, and he's also letting you know that fouls before the last two minutes, they mean something as well. He's right, but also everybody knows this. So we're seven games into this Lakers season, and you already have a really cranky LeBron. And Anthony Davis is about to be out tonight, and maybe they're going to drop to three and five. And I feel like there's a little bit of LeBron, especially with the I'm chosen stuff. Don't forget how amazing I am. Our record is not reflective on me. Okay. Now, the LeBron would be as dominant if he never went to the Heat. LeBron would he have won as much if he didn't go to the Heat. That stuff is all debatable. Before we continue on, what's not debatable is if you want to get the best coverage on your homeowner's insurance and you want to get it at the best rate out there, you're calling Brunt Insurance. That's right. Brunt Insurance, one of our OG sponsors here on Zaslow Show 2.0. I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from Greg Brunt and his fully licensed staff at Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. And I keep coming back to them every single year because I know I'm getting the most affordable care and the best coverage out there when I call 954-589-2204 or BruntInsurance.com. And not just here in South Florida. Wherever you're calling from in Florida, Brunt Insurance has offices all throughout the state. So you could be calling from up in Pensacola, Zaslow Show 2.0, huge in Pensacola. You could be calling from down in the Keys, huge in the Keys as well. Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance is going to tailor your your insurance coverage exactly to what you need at the most affordable rate out there. At Brunt, their agents specialize in finding the right policy. They're going to educate you on all your options, and you're going to make sure you know the ins and outs of your policy of choice. When it comes to home, renters, condo insurance, so many options, Brunt Insurance specializes in making the confusing crystal clear. Their fully licensed team is going to help you every step of the way. 954-589-2204, BruntInsurance.com. So, we can argue about LeBron, what he would have done if he never came to the Heat and that whole deal. But what we can't argue are facts. You're allowed to have your opinion on anything. You're not allowed to make up your own facts. So Gilbert Arenas, former NBA All-Star, he's got a very popular podcast. I think it's called Gil's Arena. Catchy name, I like it. Gilbert Arenas has very strong opinions. A lot of them are really out there. And this time... He gave his thoughts on the LeBron stuff, the Heat culture, and all of that. Safe to say, he tries to debunk Heat culture. So, give this clip from yesterday 
Gilbert Arenas, here he is trying to tell you that the Heat culture, it ain't shit without LeBron. Heat culture should look like Golden State culture. Why should it? Because and then it wouldn't be Heat culture. Because they drafted. It would be Golden State culture. No, what I'm saying is they drafted those players and built them. Right, you're you're pretending you're building these players because before LeBron got there, first round loss. Uh, it says 15 and 67, first round loss, first round loss, first round loss. Then LeBron and the crew came, and then they went to the championship, and then they won a championship, and then they won a championship, and then they went to the championship. LeBron left. LeBron left. Wade and the Heat culture and Bosch is still there. Uh, no playoffs. Where was the, did he take the Heat coach with him? All right, so this really bothers me because, like I said, have your opinion on LeBron, the Heat, one way or the other, whatever the fuck you want. Have whatever opinion you want. That's your right. You don't have the right to make up facts and put it out there as if it's for real. And so, for one, Gilbert Arenas makes no note of the Heat being a championship organization before LeBron got there. By the way, one of the reasons LeBron came to the Heat was because they were a championship organization before he got there. And Gilbert Arenas, while rattling off the seasons prior to LeBron getting here, first-round loss, first-round loss, 15 wins, first-round loss, first-round loss. Okay, one of those first-round losses you mentioned there, Gilbert's, was actually an NBA championship. First round loss, first round loss, 15 wins, first round loss, first round loss. That that was an NBA championship. That was not a first round loss. Kind of an important thing not only to leave out, but instead of calling it a championship, calling it a first round loss. So that's fucked up. Then, the whole idea that once LeBron left, what happens to them? Oh, missed the playoffs the next year. Okay, also, leaving out that that guy, Chris Bosh, couldn't play anymore because he had a life-threatening medical condition. That first year without LeBron, remember, they traded for Goran Dragic right before the All-Star break. We were, gonna, we were ready to go. Wade, Bosh, Luol Deng, Dragic, that was the new unit. Never got to see it. Because after the All-Star, I think we saw one game with that group together. Bosch then, he had the illness, couldn't play anymore. Tried to come back the next year, couldn't play anymore. So, doesn't even mention Bosch. Kind of a big thing that he couldn't play that very next year. And oh, by the way, yes, that he did miss the playoffs that next year. And then the year after that in 2016, got to the Eastern Conference Semifinals Game 7. They were a game away from meeting LeBron James and the Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, total revisionist history from Gilbert Arenas and skewing what he believes are facts in the direction of downgrading this organization without LeBron. So not only were they a championship organization before LeBron got there, but post-LeBron, All this Golden State word talk. Golden State culture. It should be more like Golden State. We should talk about Golden State. Since Kevin Durant left the Golden State Warriors, the Warriors have won four titles since 2015. 
Half of them are with Durant, who certainly was not some homegrown star. Since Kevin Durant left the Warriors, the Heat have been to the finals, you know, without LeBron and without their culture. He took the culture with them. Since Kevin Durant left the Warriors, the Heat have been to the finals twice. The Warriors have been to the finals once. And it's in the same time span. Kevin Durant left the Warriors after 2019. The Heat have been to the finals twice since 2020. The Warriors have been to the finals once since 2020. So if you want to compare what the Heat have done post-LeBron using a few facts, and then if you also want to compare them to the Warriors, which look, the Warriors won that one one title since Durant left. The Heat did not win either of their two. But I would say getting to the finals probably means you're a decent enough organization minus LeBron. So Gilbert Arenas is full of shit, I think is the bottom line. So before we get to a little bit of the Heat tonight, guys, you know how I'm going to be enjoying that Heat game tonight with an ice-cold Johnny Cuba in my hand, sitting on the Zaslow Mansion family room couch in my underwear, holding a Johnny. That's right, Johnny Cuba, official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. You want to pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, head on to your local Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco Imaz, European Roots with that Caribbean soul. It's a refreshing German lager in a can. You know how much I love Johnny Cuba. So delicious. And I love when you guys, when you send me pictures trying a Johnny for the first time or just relaxing and having a Johnny Cuba because you know it's the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. And then I put the picture on my stories on Instagram. I'm an influencer, so you automatically become famous. And of course, my man Juan at Johnny Cuba loves that. Johnny Cuba, make sure you always drink responsibly. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. So as far as tonight goes, the Laker win means nothing. Like, I feel a lot better about the Heat right now than I did a few days ago. But the Laker win, and I think the main reason is because of Bam. It wasn't just the game the other night. It wasn't just the first ever triple 2020 triple-double in Heat history. It's it's who he did it against, Anthony Davis. It was in, in a game they needed because you were 2-4. and four And all right, now they've won back-to-back games. And now you have an opportunity tonight to get back to 500 and kind of hit the reset button. Bam is probably the main reason I feel so good right now about this team after such a rough start. But the Laker win means nothing if you don't go to Memphis and get this win tonight. They're 1-6. And, and and here's the thing. The Heat schedule, it's a little bit light coming up. It's at Memphis, at Charlotte tournament game. You got at Atlanta and at San Antonio mixed in. <laughs> so, you know, two or three of those games, you, you, need, you have to come in with a win in at least two of them, hopefully three out of four. But the Laker game means nothing if you don't go into Memphis tonight and now capitalize. We will feel a whole lot better about this team moving forward if they're 4-4, four and four, you kind of feel like you get a do-over now, and they'll have won three in a row. Now, I also want to add this about Memphis. Memphis is one and six, which is a little bit surprising because, yes, they're obviously without John Morant. Memphis was really good the last couple years without John Morant. Now, they're also missing Dylan Brooks. He left. So Dylan Brooks looks pretty good right about now as well. But this is why the John Morant punishment was sufficient. If you didn't think that the 20 games... I thought Morant was going to get a lot more in 20 games. If when John Morant got the 20 games and you did not think that was a sufficient punishment, 
their one and six start right now is exactly why it was a good punishment. Because not only is he losing all the money, not only is it an embarrassment, obviously, but they're one and six, and it's his fault. They're one and six because he decided to continue to be stupid. They're one and six right now, and when he gets back to the team, everyone knows whatever their terrible record is through 20 games, his fault. That's why, even though I thought it was going to be more than 20 games, that's why the 20-game suspension was sufficient. Because they, their season is ruined now. Like, they're 1-6, and six, and let's say through 20 games, I mean, 5-15? and 4-16 and 16 maybe? They're not recovering from that. Like, their season's lost now. And it's because John Morant was suspended for a quarter of the season for the first 20 games. And that's why the punishment was sufficient. All right. Let's move on and do some NFL stuff. So I was watching First Take earlier today. And finally, the Dolphins are not the only team that is being talked about as a fraud. First Take, finally asking if the Dolphins and the Bills are pretenders in the AFC. And I've been bringing this point up for a while now, and I especially brought it up this week in regards to the Bills. The Dolphins are a big fraud. The Dolphins are big pretenders because they can't beat the good teams. And by the way, I feel fine about the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are going to be in much better shape when they come back from the bye than they were just a few weeks ago. We know how good the offense is, and the defense is clearly on the way up. They are going to be playing their best football in December. I am not concerned about the Dolphins, and all of these losses, all these moments against the big teams... They're all going to be worth it when we get to the playoffs and they're beating those teams. Anyway, that's, that's just an opinion. But the Dolphins have lost to nothing but good teams in their three losses. The Bills, for instance, they're 5-4, and four, which is a shit record. Their losses are to good teams and bad teams. So they've lost two of their four games to good teams, Jaguars-Bengals. And the other two losses are against legit bad teams, Jets, Patriots. So you tell me, if one team, the Dolphins, only loses to good teams, are they a fraud? Or is the team, the Bills, that loses to good teams and loses to bad teams, how come they're not a fraud? Okay. So finally, we're getting our act together. Finally, someone is looking, you know what? Maybe when you lose to good teams, and you lose to bad teams. Maybe that's actually what makes you a fraud. And by the way, they're only a game over 500, the Buffalo Bills. So finally, someone besides the Dolphins is being talked about as a fraud. And the Dolphins are not frauds. Hey, like I said, I walk into a court of law, I want to make the case against them being frauds. It's just my opinion. I don't have the facts in front of me. I will lose that case. The way I would win the case... With LeBron and the Miami Heat, I will lose the case arguing that the Dolphins are not frauds. That's just an opinion. I do not have factual evidence in front of me. But we're going to get to a place where this Dolphin team is better in December than they were in September and October, and they're going to be ready for the playoffs. It's Wednesday. You guys know what time it is. Let's see which NFL fan bases are having good times and which are having hard times right now. That's right. Hard times! 
or when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home in hard times or when a man has worked at a job 30 years, 30 years, they give him a watch, kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. That's hard time. All right. Thank you, Dusty. So good times and hard times, daddy, as we see which NFL fan bases are going through it right now. Let's get to which NFL fan base are having good times. Number three, the Cincinnati Bengals fan is having good times. They come off a, excuse me, a real good home win against the Buffalo Bills. They're now five and three. They've won five of six, I think it is. They look like they're back. So the Bengals fan, they're in the toughest division right now. All four teams in the AFC North, the Bengals are last at 5-3. All four teams right now, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, qualify for the postseason. I felt going into the year that three out of four were going to come from the AFC North. Right now, all four AFC North teams are in the postseason. Number two, the Vikings fan. The Vikings right now, after that 0-4 start, they 0-3, they won five out of six, something like that. They're 5-4 now after their win this week against Atlanta. Not only is Josh Dobbs probably the coolest story right now in the National Football League, but after that wretched start, the Vikings are in the playoff picture. They currently have the seventh and final seed in the National Football Conference. Their fan base is having good times right now. And the team's fan base that's having the best times right now, the Houston Texans. Now, not like the Texans are going to be a playoff team. I mean, they are 4-4, four and four, so they're one game back. But they have a quarterback. They know through nine games in his rookie season that at number two overall, they got lucky that C.J. Stroud was sitting there in their lap. They have a franchise quarterback. The Texan fan is having good times right now. So number three, good times being had by Bengals fan. Number two, Vikings fan. Number one, the Houston Texans fan is having good times. Now, which fan base are going through Hard times, daddy. That's right. Number three, the Carolina Panther fan. For the exact opposite reason that the Texan fan is having good times. The Panthers are terrible. Bryce Young, number one overall. Look, you can't grade a kid after nine games, but they see what C.J. Stroud is doing. Matter of fact, they may have even seen what Anthony Richardson is doing. Hey, maybe they look at Will Levis in such a small sample size and see what he's doing. Right now, the Panther fan is absolutely second-guessing the choice of Bryce Young. That's hard times, Daddy. Number two, the Giants fan is going through hard times. That's right. The New York Giants, they're 2-7. and seven. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. They are putrid, and Daniel Jones has most likely played his last game with the team. They're going to be so bad that they're going to get a high enough draft pick that they're going to be able to select a quarterback in a quarterback-heavy draft coming up in 2024. The Giants fan just has to sit out the rest of the season. They got nothing positive to watch. They're having hard times at it. And number one, the team's fan base that's going through the hardest times this week, the Dallas Cowboys fan. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, they can never come through in the big game. They never come through in the big spot. They had a chance to win in Philadelphia, and they couldn't make the plays, specifically Dak Prescott. The Cowboys, they dropped to 5-3. and three. Yes, they're in the playoff picture, but the Cowboy fan knows that if they're playing on the road like they would be slated right now, they don't have much of a chance. Number three, Panther fan, hard times. Hard times are also being had by the Giants fan. 
and the hardest times this week are being had by the Dallas Cowboys fan. And that's another edition of Good Times and Hard Times, Daddy. You know who's not having hard times? Anyone that's sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. That's right, Sheets and Giggles, the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets you're ever going to find. My man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he did it. He managed to make the softest, the coolest, the most breathable sheets. You're getting the best sleep of your life with Sheets and Giggles, irresistibly soft eucalyptus sheets. You got that unique satin weave. Their sheets are not only soft, but also breathable. You're going to sleep cool and comfortable all night long. Go to SheetsGiggles.com. Not only do you have the annual fall sale going on right now, but you use promo code Zaslow, Z-A-S-L-O-W, and you're going to get 20% off your first order. That's right, 20% off your first order. Use promo code Zaslow at SheetsGiggles.com. You're going to get the best sleep of your life when you go to SheetsGiggles.com. You're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who have discovered Sheets and Giggles and now are never turning back, just like the Zaslow family. SheetsGiggles.com, promo code Zaslow. You're set up with 20% off your first order. You're set for life getting the best sleep you've ever had. Also, if you're thinking about getting a new car, you know I'm sending you to the only car dealership I personally endorse, and that's North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're getting that promise that they can provide customers with an exceptional experience. Their brand new state-of-the-art facility off North Andrews Avenue. If you want to enjoy a relaxed indoor car shopping experience or have your vehicle serviced, you're going to be treated like royalty at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. And they service all makes and models, not just Subarus. And with prices less than many of those small shops, you're going to service with confidence at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Right now, at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you can make zero down payment, make zero payments for three months, and make zero security deposit. Or you could lease the 2024 Subaru Outback Premium for just $321 a month for 36 months with $59.95 down at signing with approved credit. Go to nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com for more details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. We start out with, all right, let's get back to the, the, the LeBron stuff, which is big NBA news today. How about Stephen A. Smith? He vehemently yesterday on first take disagrees with LeBron saying he'd still be the same guy if he never came to Miami. But damn it, ain't no debate here. No. Because you're 1,000% correct. What the hell is wrong with you, LeBron? What the hell is wrong with you? Let me tell y'all something. LeBron James loses in Boston. When he goes to Miami, how does it happen? You got James Dolan talking about making him a billionaire. That didn't work. You got other teams looking at him. Pat Riley rolled up and put rings on the table. Right. Do, do you want these? Okay. Well, here's how you get them. Now, obviously, I've broken the story about how he's going to end up taking his talents to South Beach. But make no mistake about it. Do y'all understand the greatness of a Hall of Fame about the name of Dwayne Wade? Yeah. He was a great player. He was a great leader. I'm going not a big deal because, listen, I, I think most of us probably side with Stephen A. Smith. I think I think he's right, and, and I think it's pretty obvious. So I'm going not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. That's not all. Yesterday on Speak on FS1, Hollywood Joy Taylor, our homegirl, the best thing going on FS1 is Joy Taylor, mega star on FS1. Here she is on LeBron 
and his time in Miami. But it's very hard to hear this and not feel as if it is shade towards the Heat, even mm. if he is just talking about who he is. Because the reality is when we play these what-if games, okay, if I went somewhere else, I would still have the same success. We can do that with a lot of things. And until we have the evidence, which we very rarely get in sports, we kind of just have to play the what-if game. We didn't know how good Belichick was or wasn't until Brady left and won another championship. And now we're getting the evidence that is pretty substantial that it was a lot to do with Tom Brady. It was was way more to do with Tom Brady than we maybe thought. Yes. Well, LeBron played in two other places since Miami. He only has one championship in each of those. Mm. So if you're talking about the championships, which I, I can't just remove those when I evaluate LeBron James, because like you just said, we're not having comparisons of him and, and Jordan if he doesn't have right. these championships. No question. We couldn't even start the conversation until he had one championship, which he didn't have in Cleveland. Would he be a great all-time player, one of the greatest basketball players we've ever seen? Of course, because he was that before he came to Miami. But would he be at the all-time high, argued as the best player in the history of the game without all of these championships, which included Miami? I don't think he would. I'm going big deal. I mean, Joy knows what she's talking about. Come on. And by the way, I love when she wears her hair like she did yesterday, where she's got the braids. Very, very good look. Big deal or not a big deal. Tonight, you got a lot of NBA action because everybody was at voting yesterday. You can't at the NBA when there's an election, when there's voting going on. Well, one of the games tonight, probably the marquee game tonight, Lakers at Rockets. Well, the Lakers dropped to 3-5, and five, but most importantly, LeBron versus Dylan Brooks. That's a big deal. I am very interested in that. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, yesterday, WWE announces that NXT next year, October of 24, is going to be moving from USA Network to the CW. That's right. WWE NXT has signed a five-year deal to broadcast. I don't know if it's still going to be Tuesday nights, but a five-year deal moving their broadcast to the CW. That's a big deal. And that right there is another edition. A big deal or not a big deal. Yes. Excellent job, everybody. Great job by everybody who put the show together today. Thanks, everybody who listened. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment. You do all that good stuff. Tell your friend, tell your family, tell your mother I say hello. Today's show also brought to you in part by Bet Online. Can we start the show tomorrow with the Panther win and the Heat win? I think we can. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.